1: Okay, we are live. Welcome to the RGDFS Tournament Takes Podcast. My name is Chris Kirkwood, screen name Kirk Bees, your host here with my co-host, the one, the only, the man who's built $2,500 from $0. That's right, he turned 0 into $2,500 as of today on Yahoo. Um, Brian Jester of Occupy Fantasy, uh, he has got much better accolades than that. But uh, the show is presented by Yahoo, so I thought I'd lead that off with that. But anyway, we're here to talk week 17. COVID is everywhere. Um, content is getting tough to do, but we're gonna try to uh, break this slate down. How you doing, Brian?
2: Chris, what's up, man? Yeah, zero to 2,500. Didn't reach the goal of 10k, but still pretty pr- proud of that accomplishment. And uh, yeah, as, as we, you know, each week passes as we do this show. You and I are like, eh, well, we got some news, but we know it's gonna change by tomorrow. So we'll, we'll do our best we can to get some uh, information out here on Fridays.
1: Yep. It's COVID, COVID, COVID. Um, Once again, this show is presented by Yahoo. Um, Yahoo is the place to play. Uh, I've been playing there forever. I say this every week. Uh, I had moved a couple of years ago. I moved the majority of my action over there because of the lower rake, um, because of a lot of, a lot of people don't, it's kind of the last site that a lot of people focus on. So you can get an edge that way. Um, They're also, you know, giving out overlay left and right. So there's definitely an edge there. For that, um, I just think that if you're you're new to DFS or you've been struggling on some other sites or whatever, it, you know, try and you know that's what everyone always says. Try a new site, right? Like you're you're struggling on DK for a while, you go over to FanDuel and all of a sudden you start winning instantly. It's like the the medicine. Uh, yep. Same thing with like Yahoo. So sometimes it it helps that to get your feedback on a different site but uh I, I love it personally the action's been hot and heavy this season over there everybody's been moving over um that's probably because they got the the million dollar baller the 20 dollar entry with uh 200k overlay every week i always have to just look to see are they really doing it again but yes they're doing it with a negative 25 management fee they also have a no man hundred k happy new year tournament this week ten bucks uh, no management fee there so that's no rake so that they're making nothing off of that tournament so I mean this is you get the most bang for your buck over there um, so definitely start playing they also have the single game contests on well we didn't have a Thursday this week but whenever they do have the Thursday game the Sunday night game and the Monday night game they've been doing the single games um, I like that too I was a little skeptical I you know I hadn't played much on that um, and I know they they kind of uh, mimic the FanDuel way, and I i didn't really pay much of the single games over there, but I really actually enjoyed it this season.
2: It's super fun, dude. It's super fun and lots of strategy involved.
1: Yeah, and and uh, I know you guys do a lot of uh, work over at Occupy Fantasy about uh, breaking down the optimal ways to play. Uh, single game content and uh i know you have like a playbook or something don't you have
2: uh, yeah we have a guide we guide with all the yeah. all the lineup rules and and historical results that you need to, to to get to showdown again we don't we didn't do it for yahoo but a lot of the same concepts like you said from fans same there
1: so exactly it's the exact same uh it's just cooker uh kickers versus defense is different but same everything else is the same um anyway so yeah uh, definitely uh you know, jump on over and the with NBA has been going great over there too. The action's been getting a lot bigger just across
2: all, all uh, sports, but we've How, still you been, got, handling, uh, how you been handling the COVID stuff in NBA. I mean,
1: I've kind of given up, I, I played, I, uh, I did well, <laughs> you know, I, I haven't played in like two or three days. Um, I just needed a break mentally. I did well in my last slate and I was like, each day, I've just been finding excuses to to not play because, you know, plus it's the holidays and family around and whatnot and th- things to do and um, my girls off we just, work. We just, and,
2: we just added the player ID to Mario Chalmers for our model this morning. And I said, that's that's probably the line where you need to stop when Mario Chalmers is getting added into the player pool.
1: You know what I would love to see? Udonis Haslam chalk night. Like, imagine if that ever happened.
2: <laughs> please, um, please. Yeah.
1: I, and I'm waiting for Jared sullinger to get a 10 day contract. He was my favorite Celtics player with uh, he was a little overweight. do you remember him he was he had skills, but he was overweight yep. always i would I would love to see what shape he is in currently.
2: I mean he's uh, like one he's anyway, like one call away from being from being i uh, getting a contract. So. I,
1: I, I mean I keep waiting for like that 10 day 10 day news to so I can uh, see Sully back in action. All right uh, onto the slate week seventeen, 14 games uh, playoff implications all around uh, covid news all around injuries as people are breaking down like they always do towards the end of the season we just got big news today that uh antonio gibson is going to be out was that a that was COVID?
2: yeah that, and, yeah that was yeah that was covet yep
1: yeah um but anyway we got 14 games um we've got a couple high totals um not as many as you would expect with 14 but it's also that time of the year now where games are getting a little tougher and uh, these uh, players are falling down left and right. So we do have Arizona Dallas with a 51 and a half point total. Um, we do have the chiefs at the Bengals chiefs are uh, favored by five points starting to play well, even without uh, when tired ty- Tyreek Hill last week, um, they play the Bengals after, you know, Joe Burrow just went absolutely nuclear T Higgins went absolutely nuclear. They nuked the slate last week. Um, That game has a 51 point total. Certainly does look kind of juicy. Then we go uh, all the way next. Highest total from there from 51 is 46 and a half with uh, the Rams minus four and a half uh, at the Ravens. Good spot for the Rams to get their passing game, uh, you know, reactivated. Right. Like Stafford's been struggling a little bit lately, but the the Ravens has just been a, a pass funnel defense. And so uh, I'm expecting a good game out of Stafford this week. And then there's just a bunch of games, you know, with the, you know, obviously with some plays all around, but no, no great totals. Um, first thing I do is I um, looked at the, like I always do, I look at the blitz most plays uh, it's the, and co- correlate that with Thorman snaps and pace article over on Establish the run. And they're right in line together because uh, the up and pace game should be the chief Bengals, Rams, Ravens, and Cardinals, Cowboys. So certainly going to be looking there, but um, what stands out to you, at least when you started to prepare for the slate this week?
2: Yeah. The first thing that, that came to mind is we have 14 games on the slate, which is the largest number we've had since, you know, week, week one, basically. And it always makes it interesting to me because normally we have a 14 or 15 game slate in week 17. Now we get week 17, week 18 with similar size slates and, with more options that technically gives us more players to, to hit the optimal lineup, maybe less chances for stacks to get there. And historically, personally, my, my results have always been pretty poor in weeks one through three and week weeks 17, when there are no buys and there are more games on the slate. Um, but it's just, a, it's in, an interesting puzzle to think about when there's so many more options to choose from.
1: Yeah. And I, I think correlation becomes more key. Like, so it's been correlated. There's been a lot of uh, talk about correlation this year. It's like, uh skinny single stacks have become the new multi stacks you know because people are playing them less or even not stacking at all and i know that we were looking at the uh the ball results in the beginning and it was like some of those winning lineups were they just looked like a season-long fantasy team right like there was no correlation whatsoever um so it's interesting i think this week correlation is going to be key you know with just so many games it's um you're going to want to be on the one that does pop off. But um, yeah, it is interesting from a strategical perspective. Um, but let's start at the quarterback position like we always do. We're going to talk about the top value plays and uh, the main lineup plays um, that we're looking at. And we're going to do it from each position by position. And uh, then we're going to give you some stack ideas. So starting off at the quarterback position for the top values, we do at least have a you know, and this, he's going to be extremely chalky. He's probably gonna be the chalkiest quarterback on the slate, which looks like the screaming number one value is it looks like Trey Lance is going to get the start this week. Um, Jimmy G's got a, a busted finger or something, right? What, what is it exactly? The Yeah. The torn can, can thumb,
2: you... ligaments, sprain doesn't sound yeah. good.
1: Yeah. Um, whatever. Jimmy G's not very good anyway. Um, but Trey Lance brings some rushing upside to the table. Um, you know, certainly, uh you know, little rough around the edges uh you know he hasn't really exploded he did have two good games this season week four against seattle uh he had a pretty decent game for 20 fantasy points which would probably work where he threw for 157 yards um but he rushed for 41 yards seven rushing attempts then he uh he rushed in week five, 16 rushing attempts for 89 yards against the Cardinals. So the rushing upside is certainly there. And then anything you can get through the air with him is a bonus. He does have good weapons. San Francisco is a you know that you can always trust in Shanahan to put together some nice game plans. So, um, and it's a matchup with Houston. Houston is uh 15th in DVOA versus the pass, 26th versus the run, which speaks a little higher to uh his strength, which would be on the feet, so for certainly for twenty bucks you can build some good lineups with him. Um, I wrote down, and this is my homer take. <laughs> I wrote down Mac Jones for twenty three, and uh, it's extremely scary from like a volume perspective. I know, um, but it's also a matchup with Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville is horrendous on defense. They are a little bit better against the run. You know the Pats are going to want to run and make it a run heavy game. But I'm thinking this is just a narrative street. I'm thinking this, you know, they need Mac Jones to get some confidence, right? Going into the playoffs, um, that Colts game, I think, really, really uh, hurt him in that first half. Yes, he finished out much stronger. But, you know, the the talk around town here in New England, everyone's all over him. You know, like funny thing is three weeks ago they were like, this kid is the next Tom Brady. The Pats are going to be in the Super Bowl this season. Now they're all like, yeah, he's not ready. It's wet behind the ears. They, they're hiding them, you know? So I think they, this is just narrative speak, Pat's fan. I think they'd want to build a little confidence with him, get him, get him going a little bit. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but if that is the case, 23 bucks in a matchup in Jacksonville, I could certainly see that working out. Um I don't know how big of a ceiling he's going to have in this spot, but uh, again, it's 23 bucks. So then, then we move over from there. I, you know, that's pretty much all I liked on the cheap end. And then I, the, the higher end is what got me. I started with Stafford at 33 against the Ravens. Um, the Ravens have allowed the most fantasy points to QBs over the last four weeks, um, have around, allowed the second most on the season uh, to QBs. I think it's a good get rights. Well, like I said they're a pass funnel defense, they do stop the run well. Um, Sony Michelle is going to be chalky uh, on Yahoo this week, I think. Um, so I think Stafford is a good way, and people are kind of fed up with him. Although it is easy, you know, when you're playing Cooper Cup, you're probably gonna want to play Stafford. People will look that way. It's not very sneaky, but then from there, there's Dak Prescott at 36. Um, and then uh there is Josh Allen at 41, and of course there's Mahomes at 36, and uh how much is Burrow? Burrow, uh, Burrow is 32. And Burrow is not going to be very popular for, um, I don't think. At least now he's not projecting to get much ownership. So that that's kind of what I wrote down for the plays that interest me. What were you thinking?
2: Yeah. So the big question is in your main lineup: Do you want to play Trey Lance or do you not want to play Trey Lance and, and get different at that position? But again, like you said, twenty bucks. His rushing ability is obviously there, and as a result, his rushing ability is going to mean less opportunity in the passing game for Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, which kind of lowers the ceiling on those guys. Uh, which is just a, a secondary effect of Lance starting, so it's interesting from a stacking perspective. Do you need to stack him? Do you have to stack him if he's going to run 15 times? I don't think you do in your main lineup. And then to me, if you pay up at the position instead, I like Dak the most for sure. Arizona's missing their top two cornerbacks, Dak is getting Tyron Smith back. The game has one of the highest totals, fastest paces, like you talked about, so I think that's an interesting spot. And Dak's probably my favorite payup option. I like Allen too. The question is obviously the weather um, and a lot of potential weather concerns this weekend with with cold and wind and even snow in Buffalo. I'm not too concerned with their pass run ratio, but in a potential blowout, do they run more, potentially missing Emmanuel Sanders? It's I mean, there are enough question marks to make me not pay that price in my main lineup for Allen.
1: Yeah, so I mean, it's the thing about Allen is you're getting all of the efficient throws and the efficient runs in this offense now yes singletary looked pretty good last week Um, and i think he's an interesting play when we get to running backs this week but you know he allen leads all quarterbacks in end zone throws right then we know this team passes when they're still ahead they keep the, the the foot on the pedal he performs better when he's a favorite you know so you check that box this week it's against atlanta who's a horrendous defense and he's he's up there for red zone carries amongst anybody uh all all running backs uh so like i said you think you get the the high value uh touches with um and and throws with josh allen so i think you can feel good when you do pay up for him but again you're, you're paying over twice the price of trey lance right so and i don't to answer your question, or your thought, and I think you were saying the same thing, is that I don't think you need to stack Trey Lance. I think sure in the baller, you know, it might make some sense to make get some differentiation to even do a single or a double, and certainly he's he's cheap enough that um, you don't have to stack him, right? Like if he gets a rushing touchdown alone on his legs and gets his 60, 70 yards rushing, I mean that whatever he does in the passing is just gravy on top, right? So um, yeah. I don't think you need to stack him. I think it can differentiate it a little bit, a little bit, um, cause I think he's gonna be a pretty popular play solo this week. Um,
2: and especially with the we'll, pricing of his weapons too, right? Like Kiddo and Samuel, we don't get any discounts on them. So, yeah. I mean, with a, a lowered passing volume, that's, it's gonna be really tough for them to hit their price tags on a 14 game slate.
1: Yep. Uh, I agree. Um, but, uh, you know, I am, I, I am thinking about Josh and, you know, I am kind of looking to, uh, deck or Stafford um, I'm going to see how any news about uh, Tyreek Hill uh, you know how he's feeling this week um, you know and I faded him last week and I think I just got lucky uh, for that reason you know I, I didn't specifically know I mean it's it's tough to gauge right like for sure a lot of these players coming off of COVID are completely fine they're, they're just the exact same that they were before but we've seen a lot in NBA and in, in football there's cases like Tyreek Hill where uh, Mahomes. Mahomes said Tyreek Hill was exhausted out there in in week 16 um, after uh, coming, coming back from COVID. And uh, so it's, it's hard to gauge. So I think that we always have to, at least in our heads, build in a little risk for that when we're, when we're building our lineups and know what we're, we're stepping into, but um, you would think he would be better for this week. And, you know, certainly this is a game that, that could pop off, right. Don't you have to.
2: Yeah. I mean, for sure, for sure.
1: And, you know, Mixon could, you know, the KC defense has been pretty good. They've been um, easier to run on. You'd think Mixon should be able to have some success. But, you know, the way that any team that has like three really strong passing game weapons is just such a great situation for a quarterback. And like this should be the nut kind of game for that because, you know, you got to keep up with Mahomes and his, you know, his passing game prowess. So uh, certainly, I, I, both of those guys are in play for me, and you know Dak with the 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 highest total game in Arizona, just looking, you know they're just on the downs. I mean they started off so good this season, and they they just they I bet on them big heavily last week, so. <laughs>
2: A little sour on the Arizona. Yeah, I'm I'm
1: really soured and I'm still feeling it as you can tell. I will I will but, say though,
2: I I actually yeah. like Kyler a lot this week because like you said, they've been doing poorly recently. This is a high total game, high pace game, and he's getting Rodney Hudson back, his center he's missed the last couple of weeks. And that's kind of coincided with the, the absence of DeAndre Hopkins. And a lot of the people that I, I respect think that the Rodney Hudson return will, will be a lot bigger impact than it would if than if, if Hopkins was returning. So I'm willing to take a bet on that and much lower ownership in a high total game in, in say the baller. Yeah,
1: and, and I do really think that this Chiefs Cincy game, with the fact that it's in Cincy, with Cincy coming off of that big week, and usually I like to like fade situations like this. When after you get a huge week from Burrow and everything, my normal my normal feeling is like I, I think they're going to be over overvalued by a lot of people from just one week sample from the week before. But in my own head, it just sets up like the like. You know that mahomes if he's in a a, if they're in a game where it's competitive and their 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 offense is humming they hummed last week they didn't need tyreek right they didn't really need they didn't need kelsey he didn't play and uh you know their offense is now finally putting putting strong week after strong week. I mean, they, they've been phenomenal. They 22 point 22, nine win against Denver week 13, then followed up with a 48 to nine win against the Raiders. Then a, a shootout game win 34, 28 against the chargers. And then they just smoked pit 36 to 10, which was over by what, by halftime, um, even before that. So their offense is humming and, uh, I, I think the same, I think that uh, Cincy is the team that could put up a lot of points with them, you know, with their offense, with their three really talented receiving weapons. So um, I'm probably going to, for right now, I'm kind of leaning towards getting involved in that game in particular, but like um, who else, who else are we looking at here? I mean, we haven't, you know, then we got, we got interesting spots, like, right. We got like Tom Brady against the jets, yep. but it's like, are the jets are going to be able to do anything to, to keep you know to keep pressure on uh the That's bucks the to put up some points yeah um you know lamar might be back um we're he's uh, questionable still at this point he has has practiced not full practice but has been practicing this week or no he did not practice
2: yeah on sounds like, it sounds like it sounds like huntley's going to start now which is just as huh. interesting though. Like, I mean, we, we've seen his upside and we get a little bit of a cheaper price with him. So in a game, and if you like the other side of that game, then Huntley going to be forced to throw. So I, I don't mind that spot at all for tournaments.
1: Yeah. I, I liked Huntley last week. Um, And uh, yeah, I just watched a, a, a video from Harbaugh saying that he, I think Lamar has a chance to play on Sunday. We'll have to see. So I, I you know, it's he's saying yes, he has a chance, but he's kind of like saying he's probably not going to play by saying right. that, right? Yeah. Right. So
2: like every, like every other situation, we'll have to watch through tomorrow to see to yeah. see what information we get. Um, I also I did write down Taysom too, right? Twenty nine bucks. Um, we know his rushing upside. I don't think a lot of people are going to play him. I think he's he's another option that uh kind of in that Trey Lance mold, Obviously, we don't have to pair him with anybody, but I mean, it's hard to it's hard to not like Taysom. We We forgot about him after he's he's been out for a week, and we saw Ian Book on national television. But now we get Taysom. Horrendous.
1: Ian Book was horrendous. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm on board there with Taysom, and I think he is will be. I think he is as of right now being overlooked and will be overlooked. Um, I don't. I mean, it's it's you can't play Hertz at forty. I don't think. I mean, you could for GPPs. He's got the rushing upside, but you know, he had he he's just struggled in the last week to even. You know, he got kind. Of, I played him last week, and I was lucky to get like over 16 points because he got a couple of touchdowns late. But like his first half was just atrocious. You know, he just did nothing, and they were just running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, and he wasn't running. They were just didn't use him much to run at all. So that just, you know, he's always like a scary roster. Um, he's he looks good on paper. But, you know, like if he was like 35 bucks this week, he would be the massive chalk. But he's 40 um
2: and but no then you go into halftime and he has no touchdowns and they're up 14 yeah. zero and you're like well i don't know if i'm gonna get 10 points from him this week
1: exactly um i'm trying to see if there's any other names here uh i don't think i agree so. with you on mac
2: jones by the way i have him i haven't right. written down
1: that's good good to hear um all right let's move it on over to wide receiver um we certainly you know you know we don't have m- many we have some value plays, but they're nothing to feel great about. Right. So when I, the first thing I did, like from a value perspective, so I'm looking for someone like below like the $17 range, whatever, when I'm talking about top values, um, because, you know, usually you get like a kind of stacked 18 to 24 range on Yahoo that's, those are kind of the main plays usually. So, um, as we've discussed all season, but, uh, Christian Kirk is $16 against Dallas. That's just, you know, he is the, the number one guy right now with. Yep, the offense has been struggling, but if they do put it together in this marquee game with Dallas, uh, certainly could be great. Now, Dallas is very good against the pass, so this is not an easy matchup, but it is a good game environment. Um, then I wrote down Russell Gage mm-hmm. for 13, and that's just like, all right, I'm already already, already <laughs> reaching here at this point, right? Like, um, he, like he's, cheap,
2: the- he's cheap for his target share, but then you look at their team totals like 12 points. It's like, am I really going to play this guy?
1: yeah and 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 it's in buffalo in the cold and uh yeah it's tough but like like you said but like that like he did get two weeks ago he had 11 targets eight receptions for 91 yards against san fran um so um you know the the target shares is, is there for him you know in a tough matchup with tampa bay kind of some kind of tough he had 12 targets 11 catches 130 yards so there is some upside there Um, it's just, it doesn't feel good. Uh, then there's, we'll talk about not feeling good. Then there's Braxton Berrios, right? We just got the news that Elijah Moore is out today. Uh, he's $12. He returned a kickoff for a touchdown or a punt for a touchdown last week
2: we'll take it but
1: yeah i mean take whatever you roster braxton Berrios, you take whatever the hell you can get right
2: for sure and crowder sounds like he's going to be out again so yeah uh, we've seen the especially in a game where they're going to trail the entire game Berrios could easily approach 10 targets
1: yep and they shouldn't have success running but they probably just won't have any success period <laughs> um then the main plays so we just got interesting news because the the chalk at least it looks like it's going to be Antonio Brown this week for good reason mm. I mean and I played him last week uh he was a big big part of me winning because a lot of uh, I mean a lot of people you know he they uh they had Tyreek over him even though it was a different price but that was kind of like a 2v2 I had uh Hertz versus Matt Ryan and uh with Antonio Brown versus uh Tyreek so nice. uh I was looking bad uh, when, you know, Matt Ryan was fine with Hertz, like they were both pretty much the same, but, uh, I got the floor game from, uh, Tyreek to save me. So, uh, anyways, Antonio Brown got I mean, he was the clear number one, like we talked about it, his connection with Brady the week before, you know, stepping in to a situation where uh, all their pass weapons out, uh, Mike Evans is now trying to, uh, he just got reactivated. We don't know if he's going to play or not this week we'll have to keep following the news there with that but we also just got news that antonio brown is on the um a game going to be a game time decision which is always fun i guess he tweaked his ankle in practice this week um if i if i had to guess i bet you he'll end up playing but i don't know it's a it's a complete guess but he did get 15 targets 10 receptions 101 yards last week he is going for some um bonus money which brady loves to get his guys there their uh their money at the end of the season so that's something that's working in his favor that's why i think he'll end up playing but uh we'll have to wait and see so i like him tyreek 29 bucks you get a uh a price drop with him right and uh if he's healthy you hope you know you hope he's back in condition in good good shape for this game so this is a game i love the target so 29 bucks like him cooper cup against just probably like one of the nut matchups because the Ravens have just been giving, giving up so much production to the passing game um, which is what we saw with uh, the Bengals offense last week, but Cooper cup could step into a monster game, but you get that really nice floor from targets. You know, he, he didn't, I had him last week and I, it was fine. It was good. Like that's the, you, you, I got the floor game, right? Like for 16 fantasy points, he was fine. 13 targets, 10 receptions, 110 yards. You're always, the only thing is is you're used to like two TDs on top of that. We went with Cooper cup this season. So it didn't feel good, but you know, he brings that high floor to the table. You have to pay for it for sure. But uh, you can be done, especially with some running back value going. And then um, I have a feeling, well, I'll let you talk about this, but like, I want to target this Dallas game. Right. So uh, I have a feeling CD lamb is going to go off, but it could be that Amari Cooper squeaky nar- wheel narrative, like f- coming to fruition. He got 11 targets in that last game in Washington. They kind of did whatever they wanted and just gave everybody a little bit, a little bit of action. Uh, but CD lamb was the guy that was left out in that game. And I just feel like uh, they're going to get him, you know, he's going to have one of those big CD monster games this week, but that's, I mean, I have nothing to really back that up, but a gut feel, but who who are you liking?
2: I mean, yeah, sometimes that's all we have is a gut feeling. A lot of times those gut feels are a result of research or, or things we've read or watched or seen and just it, we, we don't remember it fully. But yeah, I, I agree. I think if I had to pick one, it'd be CD Lambda. With, with, with Arizona missing their top two cornerbacks, we're going to want to target that passing game. But obviously the question is, which receiver did we target? And the answer is uh, uh, the people who, who on Twitter who say if I had 150 lineups I could win two. They won't like this answer, but just make multiple lineups and put put different Dallas receivers with Prescott in different lineups, and that, that's your answer. But I, I like all of the guys you mentioned. I think Kirk is the number one play at 16 bucks, way too cheap in that game. Um, all the other guys you mentioned are great plays. The other guys I wrote down were, were T. Higgins at 24, and again, it's not I'm not trying to be, uh, recency biased here, but you know if he's going to lead that leap lead that team in targets in a high total game at 24 bucks. We have to like that. Marquise Brown, he hasn't practiced Thursday or Friday with an illness, the sickest team in the NFL. And uh, if he can play, we've seen that that Huntley does target him heavily when he's on the field. So if if Marquise Brown's going to suit him, I like him as well. And the other one, a little bit grosser because of the quarterback situation is DJ Moore, still only $18. And uh, playing in the slot, should avoid Marshawn Lattimore. I think that's the other guy I like in that range but those are the guys that i would consider for for my main lineup and then we obviously like you said we have to monitor ab and mike evans because then maybe we get you know a tyler johnson or something that we could play if both are out
1: yeah higgins is interesting to me because it's like we were getting him at 17 dollars and he was like a a bargain each week and like you know we were the problem was is you know there's so much competition with boyd and uh jamar chase but um he, all the stats were saying to play this guy, play this guy, play this guy. And now he's basically, he is the number one receiver on that team. If you're, if you're looking at uh, air yards, if you're looking at target share. um, So, um, and he's been more efficient, right? You know, he's, he's, and he finally had like that monster game. He broke the slate last week. So he was the key to everything. I think it's certainly possible. It could happen again, but I also think it's certainly possible that it could happen for Jamar chase, that it could happen for Boyd. Um, So, uh this just goes to what you were saying with you know play play your borough lineups with multi combinations there uh for a main lineup i think t higgins is going to be very popular this week in cash and like in the 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 small field stuff so i'm going to have to make a decision on that i'm not i don't have a a good take right now on whether i'm going to end up with it or not but like my gut is telling me that cd lamb beats him this week but
2: um, what do you what do you think about keenan allen at 23
1: yeah him too go you know he he he's out of favor. I mean, I had him in my lineup main lineup last week, and I was lucky to to do well with him because he was so chalky, but I mean, he was a total bust last week. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I mean, this, this team in general, you know, the losing to Houston like that is a, is a wake up call for sure. Um, it's not the easiest matchup by any means, but he's yeah, I'm on board for 23 bucks. I'm always on board with Keenan Allen. Right. Yeah, Like he just commands targets that guy. Um, so and then from there, I mean, it, all right, give me your take on what Seattle does this week.
2: Uh, so, Again, I, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you, but if, if you heard, like, the reports on Lockett and how, like, he lost weight, couldn't sleep, couldn't eat because of COVID. I don't know if he's fully healthy yet from it, but it sounded like it hit him pretty hard, and, um, you know, that impacted his ability last week. Will he be fine this week? I don't know. Yeah. Um, DK Metcalf I thought we were off to a DK Metcalf game last week after the long touchdown then he had like one more catch the rest of the way so I don't know I'm going to continue to play Metcalf over Lockett especially with the COVID news but honestly the best receiver in that game might be on the other side and Amon Ross St. Brown who's just dominated targets the last month or so
1: well I think he makes for an easy bring back right you know Mm. I've been I've been preaching these rush stacks every week and I'm (laughs) so the reason I'm going to throw last week out the throw lasting away is that game was was gross weather right it was snowing um yeah you know it was just it was just a weird game uh so i i think i'm gonna go back to russ this week i'm gonna try have to take a leap of faith with the locket but Metcalf is so cheap and the the bring back with him on st brown or that's that's did i say it right is that
2: I think you might have forgotten a syllable in there somewhere.
1: Yeah, there that's what I think. Amon-Ra <laughs> St. Brown. There you go. Right? There it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, the guys the guys ridiculous. I mean, it, it just just look at the last 4 weeks. 12 targets, 12 targets, 11 targets, 11 targets. He's catching these are all catches he's making. Now, the problem is who's going to be playing quarterback cuz Goff is out again. So yeah, it
2: sounds like Boyle once again. Yeah.
1: Um but, you know, he was fine last week. So I think he makes her an easy bring back in that game. Um and uh, I certainly think the Seattle offense. I hope they don't just run, run, run. But I think there's a good opportunity here against Detroit. Um, I think this is this is this is the time. Uh, you know, weather. I'm going to look to weather too. Do we have any? Did you did you look up any weather spots or anything?
2: Dude, there's so much it. weather everywhere. It is, it is cold. Potential rain, wind, potential I'm, snow in like ten of fifteen. Minutes. Yeah. Yep,
1: Detroit at Seattle. Chance for rain, so I'm gonna keep my eyes glued there on the temperature and whatnot. But man, I wish it was in the dome because then I'd be all over Russ. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, any other wide receivers?
2: I think the other ones, three I had listed: Renfro, obviously, with this target share, we have to consider every week now, and then uh, AJ Brown and Jalen Waddle. I think both are yeah Waddle priced uh, on Yahoo, but. They, I mean, we, it's hard to argue both their target share, especially A.J. Brown last week coming off the injury and then just being hammered with targets. I think both those guys in the same game uh, are definitely pivots for for the baller.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I love what Waddle looked awesome. Uh, He's a beast against dude. the Saints. And, you know, he did have the matchup over the slot, but, like, it's that's, that's going to be the only efficient targets for this uh, with Tua at the quarterback, right? It's going to be tough for, like, get Devonte parker big games he is a red zone threat for sure but um uh, i definitely like like waddle uh, i think I, I like miami to win this game in general um so you should probably bet on tennessee the way this last week has gone for me writing it down Anybody? right now yeah yeah <laughs> there you go at least, at least someone can profit off of it um all right uh yeah i don't know any other guys um
2: I think that's I it. We think, named like 40 yeah, receivers.
1: I think we can. Yeah, move on. yeah, we're good. Let's move it on over to running back. Running back's pretty interesting this week. Um, we've got um from the, the, the value perspective, we have to make a decision or we're going to have to make a decision on the the Washington situation with Antonio Gibson being ruled out now for COVID. Uh, which now, you know, we know that McKissick has already been out too and is will be out. Um, it's they're down to two running backs as far as i can tell i don't know if they're going to call somebody up if they have that ability or not but jared patterson looks like the guy who's going to be at least the the between the tackles main running back um he's 12 bucks he looked pretty good um against philly um a couple weeks ago um where he got you know when he was rushing i just remember he had four rushes 20 yards he got a touchdown he did get nine rushing attempts against dallas that game was a disaster in general. So I don't think you put much stock in it, but it looks like he's going to be the number one running back, but it's just a question of, will he get any targets or not? Cause we've seen no targets really out of him. Um He did get one uh, in a game against Dallas three weeks ago. Um, Jonathan Williams is a guy you were talking about earlier. I don't know much about him, but you know, he did get some more targets in, in that last game in, in week 16. So maybe he'll be the, the third down back, I don't know, but uh, Patterson at twelve bucks will certainly be interesting if he's going to get any kind of volume. They just don't have much options, right?
2: Um, yeah, I mean this, this, so Patterson's the guy, right? Like, so I'm in the D.C. area, and, and you know, during training camp on talk radio, right? That's all you heard was Patterson's got to make the team. He's electric, and he did make the team. Uh, they haven't used him much outside of outside of injuries, but. The question is, you know, this team is in in bad shape with injuries and COVID and just everything going on with them. Do they give Patterson the ball? He's a talented guy, and at 12 bucks, if he gets, you know, 60% plus of the work, he should be able to hit value. But I'm going to be monitoring beat reports throughout the weekend to see if they can decipher what kind of split, if any, this is going to be.
1: And then it depends on, like, how your overall lineup builds are looking. So because certainly – like how big of a difference is $12 to $18, right? Because like you look, then we got plays like Josh Jacobs, who at least we know is a, is a good talent and, you know, is going to get a ton of touches, right? Like, so last week against Denver, he had 27 rushing attempts for 130 yards rushing. Now he didn't get any touchdowns where usually it's opposite where he's, he gets, he's, he's the guy who finds the end zone and doesn't really have much rushing yardage. But if we get that, that game out of him where everything's popping where he gets the gets the 130 yards and he actually hits the end zone then he's going to be a a steal but you know it isn't the easiest matchup especially from the run indianapolis is really good at stopping the run um but uh they would be better served if they can start getting him more targets in the passing game um it's just i don't know why they they don't usually they did get him against washington back in uh, week 13 he did have nine targets nine receptions i think the so, you know, he's certainly a guy that could excel in the if you get him out in space. I don't know why pe- teams just don't run screens enough. Enough, in my opinion. Personally. That's why I was but,
2: on, on Monday night. I was so confused, right? You have Alvin Kamara in the backfield, and they ran zero. Screens. Yeah, they it was so. And I was I was preaching that all game.
1: I I was arguing that in Discord with people. I was like, just <laughs> set a screen for him. That's all you literally have to do. And he can throw he screens. Never do
2: it. He's in the NFL. I'm sure yeah. he can throw screens. Like it's it's mind blowing. Yeah.
1: Unreal. Um, Rex Burkhead is cheap. Uh, he was a huge uh, portion to winning lineups last week for, for, uh, you know, hi, uh, large field GPPs because he came out of nowhere. Well, we knew he was going to get the the touches. We just didn't know that he would be able to be efficient. They'd have success, but the chargers, you know, as we've seen, they've just gotten decimated by running back after running back at back, and he put up 28 fantasy points, but uh, is it chasing? I don't know, but 22 rushing attempts for $15 sounds pretty good to me. Yes. It's San Francisco. It's another tough matchup. Uh, Really tough. They're a second in DVO versus the run, but um, you know, it's volume that Trump's all on his cheap price and uh, maybe he finds the end zone again. Um, Then from there, there's, I think Devin Singletary is interesting because he looked pretty good in that week. If they, they're a big, big home favorite, if they, they do lean on him a little or let him get in the end zone. I mean, he's, He's coming off back to back two really strong games where you know two weeks ago in carolina he had 22 rushing attempts uh only 12 last week but did have six targets last week so he's he's got different ways to get there for sure and they are at home and a big favorite so i think that's what he has going for him and then uh my main the main play looks like it's going to be david montgomery for 25 and that's uh volume and matchup right so the, Giants 27th in DVI versus the run. Giants just an offense that is putrid. This is a game that Chicago should be able to control. And he's just getting so much volume right now. He's he's all they really got. Uh, Well, they still have uh, Herbert, right? But they just haven't been using him um so he had 21 rushing attempts last week uh nine targets so that's 30 touches right like and, and and everyone was touting his touch upside too and so i think that that's real so he's averaging 24 touches and 100 yards over the last month so yeah i I'm, i've always you know i've said this on other shows but i've always been a david montgomery guy you know when people were all over him thinking that he's not he's not very good i've always thought he is good just had a bad offensive line but um so I'm on board with him. Then there's Ronald Jones, there's Sony Michelle, there's Alvin Kamara. Uh, I'll let you talk about uh, any of those guys and
2: whoever else you like. Dude, there's so many plays, and I, it makes me think that we're, it might be a trap to play any of these guys that are below, say, 17, because we have so many guys in the mid-20s, or like that 18 to $22 dollar range. I, yeah, I, I listed Jacob as one of my top values as well. But then we also have the guys you mentioned, right, and especially David Montgomery. Um, but then you have if James Connor is out and he hasn't practiced as of this recording, so maybe he practices Friday, we'll see, but he didn't play last week. He hasn't practiced yet. Then we get chase Edmonds at $20 and one of the highest total games of the week. And then we also have, uh, who else do we have here that I was just looking at and I lost my place, but, uh, Joe Mixon at 28 bucks is another guy. JT, if if Wentz can return 42 bucks, maybe. But oh, but Daryl Williams at 21 dollars. No CEH, another high total game. Daryl Williams, we know is, we know plays in the passing game. I mean, lots of great options this week. And it to me, if if we're gonna play Singletary, Burkhead, Michael Carter, Bungawale, Patterson, like whoever's down there, just feels like they don't have the upside or the floor ceiling combinations of these guys that we pay five to eight more dollars.
1: We might have one. Let me check something. Got an idea.
2: Okay. Um,
1: Can't wait. I'm thinking is Jordan Howard, if he is out.
2: Then we get Boston Scott, and I like that. Yeah,
1: and Boston Scott at 16 bucks. If we can feel comfortable as being the lead back against this Washington team that doesn't have, you know, that Philly should control this game again. So uh, I could certainly go there. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I do agree with that sentiment that um, you know, for just a little bit more, we can feel much more secure about the not only just the talent level, uh, the touch touches not, and just on competitive offenses. You know, we're looking for a team that's going to produce, right? Like, so it's going to be really hard to click uh, um as a thirty-point underdog. Like, why, and, why would you? Why?
2: And right.
1: the blitz is spitting them out right now in optimal. So Cardi's going to be. Cardi's going to be touting on Goomba unless things change. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's going to, going to, going to get tough, but like, there's just so many, there's like everything. So and then it's like you said, uh, and then the chargers have just been decimated against the run by everybody. So it is, uh, it could be Melvin Gordon week. Who's dinged up a little bit, um, limited practice. It could be Javante Williams again, who that's the guy I would lean with. Cause I just, I just see the upside in that guy, but, uh, both of these guys are dinged up a little bit. So catch the news on there. If you get a feeling on which one makes for a better play, just feel confident and use them. Right. Um, they're going to be low owned because of the fact that they're, they're sharing the the backfield, but one could certainly, you know, outperform the other big time. It's whoever's going to get the touchdowns. Um, Rashad Penny is kind of interesting to me. Um, I know Alex Collins is flirting with coming back potentially, but I don't know w- what they really want to do with Alex Collins anyway. Right. Uh, it's a matchup with Detroit. He's $22, which kind of seems a little bit overpriced maybe. I think his ownership will be down a little bit in comparison, but he's in play. There's Michael Carter. There's Joe Mixon. And then then there's my boy, Damian Harris. Um, I was wondering. He, it took
2: I took you a record time to get to Damian Harris. I'm, I'm curious to hear yeah
1: because I already kind of touted Mac Jones. So it's like, you can <laughs> you can't play them both together. Um, it's one or the other, but uh, I mean, it's a matchup with Jacksonville. Uh, that's really all you got to say. It's a patch team that runs the ball. That's their identity, right? And they're, you know, they're coming off of two bad losses um, where they want right to write the ship and get right and get into the playoffs and stuff. It's a you know, they, it's, and they're a monster favorite and you know and the thing about the pats is is they beat the teams they're supposed to beat and they they beat them handily and they 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 use their whatever the whatever matchups in their advantage and so damian harris would pro- make sense to be the guy this week but i did already tout that i think that they're gonna you know let mac jones but if i'm wrong Damian Harris is the guy. So that's kind of why it took me so long to get there. But Alvin Kamara, I agree. They just, they, I can't believe the way they use them, but with Taysom back, it doesn't give me that much confidence because, you know, Taysom has been tough historically, you know, taken away a lot from Kamara, but um, I mean, you can't get any worse than these last two weeks. Uh, you would think like this guy is such a talent and such an absolute beast when he gets in space can can make a lot happen you would think they'd be able to do that this week and so you got to take a leap of faith 28 bucks is a cheap price for him in comparison to what it used to mean. you know like we've paid 35 to 40 dollars for this guy in the past um yes the saints offense hasn't been clicking but uh they're going to be healthier this week so i'm on board there what are you, what are your thoughts with ronald jones again head chopper versus the jets yeah.
2: <laughs> well, so, so what scares me is, right, they, they'll they do anything in their power not to give Ronald Jones the ball. And, like, all Bruce Arians could talk about with this week was how Keyshawn Vaughn's a three-down guy in this league, and, like, he looks great. So, like, it, this could be more of a split than we want it to be. I think Ronald Jones still is the guy. Um, again, 24 bucks as a 13-point favorite, and he's talented, and anybody can run the ball. So he, even if they do split, right, Ronald Jones can get there. I think so. But I will say, I think the best tournament play on the board, we actually haven't mentioned his name yet, is deandre swift he's coming back dan campbell has been nothing but honest the entire year in his pressers and he said that we're not going to shut him down we'll shut him down after the season and he's a young guy who needs to continue to grow we're going to cut him loose on sunday yeah cut him loose for a guy guy who's ceiling we've seen at 28 bucks uh you know i'm willing to take that at at much lower ownership
1: yeah for sure and he'll probably get steamed up here but he's 28 (laughs) the 28 bucks is what's going to keep everybody off on yahoo right um But uh, certainly you can, you can, it's not hard to like, so if if it's really not hard to make like one pivot to get like, find like five or $6 a salary on Yahoo. It's very easy every week. So you just gotta, just gotta, I guess, I guess to close
2: it out, like who who do you think is going to be the most popular as of right now? Obviously this can change, but like who do you think are the three most popular running backs? And then, then whoever, I think it's
1: David Montgomery. Mm I think Montgomery. And that's, I I think that's very good chalk. Then I think it's probably going to be, some combination of Jacobs, Sony, Michelle, Ronald Jones, Camara. That's kind of like they're, they're all kind of close. I okay. think now the, the play I want to fade is Sony, Michelle, but you're, maybe play that's or you're,
2: you're, you're playing yeah. them for a passing attack. Yeah. That makes sense. Exactly. Um, and
1: it, and $26 just feels a little, a little, uh, little tough in a, in a game where I expect them to pass a lot, but um, Henderson is still, still healthy. He's out. Henderson's out. He's out. He's gone. So it's just the Sony Michelle show. What happened yep. to Henderson? What did I miss?
2: Uh, he busted his knee up last week on a carry. All right. Oh, I should have known that. Um, so Sony Michelle. Yeah. That's why you didn't know married. one thing about one of the 300 players on the slate. Chris, I can't believe it.
1: I mean, I've just lost You know what it is? It's the the combination of, Oh no. Oh no! I just saw the worst news ever. What's that? Clippers coach Ty Lu has entered the health and safety protocols. <laughs> he literally stood. I went to the Celtics game the other day with courtside oh tickets with uh, a friend who got them for me, and sat. He literally stood in front of me the entire game, and we talked and laughed, and he was he was loving me because I made because. Uh, Bledsoe made this like shot, this move. and I said, you know that that reminds me of a young Tai Lou right there. And he turned around and we, like it's so that like started us off. Um
0: Chris but, oh, no. I gotta yes, shit. I,
1: cl- I gotta be in the the proto protocol for uh close oh, contact. No. Oh no, add it to the add it to the report. All right, anyways, but uh, so Michelle makes sense. I'm gonna fade him probably, but uh, we'll see how it ends up. Um, I'm gonna, I want Joe Mixon this week, but um, same,
2: I could see them running the ball a ton despite passing so much last week.
1: Yeah, um, all right, let's move it on over to tight end and make some stacks. Now I gotta get a rapid COVID (laughs) test or something.
2: It's not Um, funny, but
1: sorry, I know, I I, it's kind of funny. Um, all right, so this week. Gronk uh is shooting up more and more with uh Antonio Brown potentially being hurt or limited. Uh he's gonna be popular against the Jets. Uh Gronk has always smashed against the Jets. Uh anyways, there's Zach Ertz, there's Kyle Pitts, there's Dalton Schultz, the 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 cheat, there's Cole Komet always for cheat that we can use. Um So I guess the cheapest play that looks good is Dalton Schultz in a, in a game with the Cardinals, right? Like 14 bucks. That feels pretty good. Ertz on the other side of that game, he's seeing monster targets now for back-to-back weeks. Um, So that feels pretty good. And then there's Gronk kind of at the high end uh, who's coming off of three horrible games. Um, But uh, you know, that's more interesting. I'm not, I'm, that seems like the fade to me, honestly, but um, get your thoughts on that.
2: Yeah, I think Schultz is, is – 14 bucks is probably the best value play for sure. I have Pitts listed too, but again, if, we, if we're not really high on this Atlanta offense in the snow with a 14-point team total, then I don't know how much we really want to play Pitts either. But I, I think Ertz is probably the best overall play at the position given the target volume, the game environment, um, his usage without Hopkins on the field. I think Ertz is probably – and again, 17 bucks, not too expensive – Probably one of the best plays because all the top tier guys have have warts, right? Kelsey coming off COVID, Mark Andrews, most expensive now, and playing with a backup quarterback. Um, Gronk, you mentioned uh, Kittle playing with a run heavy quarterback potentially, so lots of warts for the top tier guys. So may, maybe Ertz or someone else in that 17 to 20 range is the way to go for your main lineup,
1: yeah. Um, and man, it's just crazy. So then the high, super high end, there are plays, uh, it's gonna. It's going to take some salary to get them in. And that would be Mark Andrews and George Kittle, 34 and 32. I mean, the, the bus potential is just so high, yeah, but there, there is ceiling there. I mean, Mark Andrews is now shredded for uh six out of the last seven weeks. And um this is a, this game could be really fun. So there's upside there. Dallas Goddard, 22 bucks. Kelsey with 31, um he, assuming he's back, uh, which I think he will be. So, I mean, yeah, tight end's kinda interesting. There's a lot of different ways to go this week. But uh I think Gronk is the fade. I think Ertz or Schultz are probably the right plays. Um Kyle Pitts is fine, right? Like he's come the targets are, are there. Yeah, hundred and two yard game against Detroit. Well, he just just hasn't had an end uh hasn't had a touchdown in since week five. Uh so I don't know. I'll, give you, but, I'll, I'll uh, give you a
2: cheap play. I'll give you a cheap play. Mo Ali cox Jack Doyle is going to be out if Wentz plays $12. And we've seen Ali cox be productive when he gets targets. So um, if you're looking for, for, for super cheap, I think he's probably the option down there.
1: Nice. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to be upset if I lose all my money with him. Is there any other guys that are
2: <laughs> – I'll I'll, just, I'll throw it right back at you when uh, when Miami loses and I lost my bet on them. So we'll, we'll be, be mad at each other.
1: No, but you're, you're going to bet Tennessee now because oh, shit, that's right. You're
2: right. You're right. 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 <laughs> Cause I, I
1: like Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: So if I actually
1: win a bet, um, all right. Uh, yeah, that's tight end tight end is whatever, man, make whatever work. I think any of these guys are in play. Yeah. I do see Mo Alley Cox projecting somewhat decently. Um, not that great, but you know, with, with Doyle out could, could happen. I could see that you could go Moreau. Um, you know, yep. certainly, you know, the targets are there. You just have to get uh, a little bit more efficiency in working for them. Um, Dawson Knox could do some damage. You know, any of these guys are in play. So I think there's a lot of good viable tight end plays this week. Um, and it's tough to hit the high end. All right, let's move on over to stacks. Um, what do you got for a favorite stack?
2: Uh, it's the Kyler side. Uh, Kyler, uh, Christian Kurt, Zach Ertz. Both those guys underpriced as receivers with high upside. Parent with Kyler hope that the Rodney Hudson effect is is a positive one coming back. And uh, and then running back with one of your favorite Dallas receivers. Uh, I, I I agree with you. I think CD Lamb is probably the guy this week. So I'll say that's my favorite baller tournament stack.
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna take the other side and just do Dak Dak with uh I actually like a I like a Dak uh, Dalton Schultz um, CD Lamb double. I like mean, you're asking a lot but and then running back i think kirk is the clear <sighs> run back for sure or edmunds um,
2: or Edmonds too yep you're right yeah
1: but um like that i'm trying to find something a little more
2: mac jones all right who are we pairing with mac jones yeah uh,
1: yeah hunter henry or jacoby Nikhil that harry that's interesting because the he's ke- catching a lot of flack here and Max has been talking about him saying he's got the utmost confidence in him and whatnot. So he played like 90
2: something percent of the snaps last week too. So yeah, Aguilar going to be out again. So
1: literally no one will play him. Um, and then, <laughs> but uh, I think I'm just going to go to Matt Stafford and Cooper cup and call it a day and uh, you know, bring it back with Marquise. If, uh, if he's back in, in, you know, in, in a good game shape and especially uh, if, if Lamar's back, that should help him a lot if he plays, but i think marquis can get there either way so that would be the other stack and then for like a gross stack i'm trying to see uh i mean i, I guess mac mac jones is the gross stack, that definitely
2: so. qualifies as gross yeah, for so, sure
1: so so we're good to go so um all right let's have a good week let's crush uh you know uh, i'm gonna follow up my uh, strong week last week with one more good week you know you ca- it's always like that two solid weeks in a row that you need right like it's like because it's so tough in DFS to just consistently keep,
2: keep just get that confidence of two weeks in a row.
1: That's all you need. Yep. And you got to just be seeing the board, making the right, making the right plays. That's what this week's going to be all about for you. And for me, congratulations on the Yahoo bankroll challenge. I mean, that's a hell of a rate of return. I hope the people who uh, are members of your site or go onto your site, um, appreciate that. And hopefully some people have tagged along, along the way. Um, All right. Uh, Let's have, let's have a good, uh, week 17. This has been the RG DFS tournament takes podcast, and we'll catch you next week.